When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let that baby sit there. Good afternoon. Dan Cilio, National Football Show. We have a lot on that. Hey, do we ever have a lot on that? What a spectacular weekend. What an interesting weekend in college football. I mean, my alumni and my school and everything obviously was front and center today and over the weekend. Alabama punching their ticket once again to the national finals, and let me tell you this, man. Was there any doubt that Bama, I picked them on Friday. I think Kirby Smart and those guys. We're going to get it done against Alabama and Atlanta on Saturday, so we're going to talk all about that. Obviously, I'm going to get to that here in a second. But Mania, baby, let's get it going. Mania in Philadelphia. Holy cow. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. 33-18 to 18 over the shitty Jets. Third down, 6-13. of 13. Way to go, Gardner. 233 yards passing. Way to go, Gardner. Total yards, 418, and most importantly, 41 carries and 185 on the ground. Outstanding job by the Philadelphia Eagles over the sorry-ass Jets. Xander and I were just talking. Yes, it was the sorry-ass Jets. But that's what you do to sorry-ass teams. You run them over. You run them over. Okay? You absolutely run them over. That's what it's about. Run them over, folks. Run them over. And they did. Gardner Mitchell, 20 at 25, 242. Two TDs. 133.7 QB rating. Miles Sanders, 120 on the ground. Spectacular running the ball. How about Dallas Goddard, too? Best game I've seen him wear that Eagle uniform. Six catches, 105. Watkins himself was great with three catches and 60 yards. Here's the topic question. Here's the topic question. Should the Eagles go the rest of the way with Gardner Minshew, a starting quarterback, or should they go back to Jalen Hurts coming out of the bye? What should they do? What would you do with Gardner Minshew? You saw how he played. By the way, is that guy Mr. Nasty Philly or what? Mr. Nasty Philly, man. 
hat. Hey, those chest bumps, the hair under the arm. This guy's like a mess. I love him, though. Does that guy not have Philly all over him, man? Holy cow, I'm watching him chest bump his old man. Holy cow, man. What should Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni do? Should they keep Gardner Mitchell in, or should they go back to Jalen Hurts coming out of the bye? That's topic number one. Oh, and by the way, Pro Football Focus as a roster named the Philadelphia Eagles the ninth best roster in all of the NFL. Just so you know, guys, you're the ninth best roster in the league, and you're six and seven. We're going to debate that and hit on that. All right. Obviously, the news of the day is my alma mater, the University of Miami. Stealing Manny Diaz away, or excuse me, firing Manny Diaz and then stealing Mario Cristobal away from Oregon. Let me just put it to you this way. Okay? For Mario Cristobal to leave Oregon, make no mistake about it, all the boxes had to be checked. Improvement in facilities. Money that was being put down on assistant coaches. The salary for assistant coaches. The salary for the head coach. Guys, what this did, this move here, what this move did, okay, it made Miami relevant again because now what you've done is you've made that job one of the top five jobs in the country salary-wise and commitment-wise. My only problem is it's only taking you 20 years to get off your asses to figure it out. Why would you let the program suffer and just – drowned for the last 20 years. You just decided to get off your ass and get back into the game. Here's why. Because you couldn't keep selling the past any longer. I am absolutely floored and stunned. And people are going, Cilio, are, are, you're eating crow. No, this is something they've never done. Miami has never put the resources into the program. They've always taken from the program. This is the first time that they have put money into the program. It's the first time. So to sit here and say that, hey, you know, Sills, you're eating crow. Okay, just get this too at the end of the day. Congratulations. They did something that, again, it's like thanking somebody for not robbing a bank. You should have been doing this for the last 20 years. When every other program was putting money into their program, Miami wasn't. And now all of a sudden, hey, look at this. This is a new Miami. Hey, you know what? It's a new Miami. It is. But where have you been for 20 years? Give me a break, dude. Really, think about this for a second. Smile said it. Wake Forest was in the fucking ACC title game. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Duke. UNC. All these other shitty programs. You want me to sit here and go, oh, my God, now we're back. What took you so long, guys? What in the hell took you so long? It's about time you got off your asses and did something. And what you did was you hired a guy who's going to institute discipline and who's also going to institute winning again. You're not going to see kids from South Florida leaving Miami and the area any longer. You're going to see kids wanting to play back at the U again. There was a new sheriff in town. His name is Mario Cristobal. And I say this with all respect to Manny Diaz. Manny, thank you very much for what you did to our program. 
you put a, your heart and soul into it. It just didn't work out. Sometimes look at like Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke went to Michigan. It didn't work out for him. Now, you know, he's in a pretty fair bowl game. He's at San Diego State. And sometimes it just doesn't work out for you. And that's exactly what happened here. Okay. That's exactly what happened at the University of Miami. So it was a great day today for the U. They were able to get Mario signed, sealed, and delivered. I got a great text from him, by the way. I shared it with um, with Xander, and he's stoked on being back at the University of Miami. All right. You guys know how this works. What I do is I put your thoughts into content. We got a lot of stuff to hit on, man. A lot of stuff to hit on today. NFL, if you guys want to hit on the University of Miami getting back into the college football business, Instead of being seven and five, they're back in the business. Um, you can hit on that as well. Really, I mean, this is a major topic here going on here with our show. What should you do? Should you go back to Jalen Hurts or should you stick with Gardner Minshew? Did you like what you see? It was a completely different looking offense. Big game tonight. Bills and Patriots as well. It's going to tell us a lot about the Patriots. They got to beat that Bills team. Because I think the Bills roster is the best in the AFC East. All right. Guys, please do me a favor, as you always do. Please hit that like button. You guys have been spectacular with me. We go back and forth. We start off with topic number one. And that is, should the Eagles go back to Jalen Hurts after the bye, or should they stick with Gardner Minshew? I'm not sure I told you. I personally believe that they should stick with Gardner Minshew. Okay? They should stick with Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew made that offense look completely different. Muhammad says, back to Hurts. Tone, appreciate it, brother. Thanks for coming in. Just Mike says, what's up, Big Sills? Michael says, love the show. I hope you're here for next season. I'm not going anywhere, man. What are you guys kidding me? Hugh says, yeah. You know what? Let's take a straw poll on what you guys think. Can we do that? I'm gonna I'm gonna write down Minshew. See him chest pumping his old man. Or hurts. Let's take an unscientific, okay, poll here. Easy money. Minshew will lead us. Easy money. Hurts 0-4 divisional games. Roll tide bulldog breeder. No. Hell no, Minshew, all day, Minshew. J.K. says, Minshew, all day, huh? Charles says, another season, we love to hear it, Dan. Thank you. All good, man. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> A lot of people have found us, though. I will say this. Some folks at Spotify have really made some uh, really nice uh, conversation with us. It's a really nice. East Candom for life. Hurts. There you go. Hurts. Okay. Canada got you. Minshew. Imagine when other RBs are back. I like it. Shantaza. Minshew. I'll tell you what, man. He looked awful good. How accurate was he, too? Justin said pass game looks best. It's looking to you. Wow. I'm assuming that is. A Gardner Minshew. Ewing says no to Minshew, so I'm saying hurts. Chalk it up, Sports Philly. 
Hurts. Okay? You guys notice anything different in the passing game, though, at all? Hey, Joey B says, Mitch, you fear the stash. <laughs> yeah, that's for damn sure, fear the stash. Fear the stash. Oh, real quick. Gary Cobb, Fox 29, bottom of the hour. I'll ask Gary the same question I'm asking you. Also, movie director, Billy Corbin, the man who directed the U1, 2, Cocaine Cowboys, Limelight, Broke. He's such a great documentary um, director. And he will be on with us and is very plugged into Miami. That'll be an hour number two. So we have one of the best documentary directors in the country on. See all of his work on ESPN as well and HBO and Showtime. Billy Corbin will join us in hour number two. We will have his thoughts on what's going on. He's also on Miami Hurricane. David says, I don't really care. Okay. Easy Money says, scored every drive. 20 of 25. 133. Joey B says, Cocaine Cowboys. Awesome Netflix show. Dude, I was down there for some of that. It's one of the best documentaries there is out there. It's the story of how cocaine came to the United States. And Billy Docu... By the way, you want to know something too, Joey? I helped him get some of the footage for Limelight. He needed some New York City footage, so I called WPIX up in New York for him. And I got some VO for him to put into the movie Limelight. And he really appreciated it. I put him in touch with somebody up there. Old Cole says, we can't evaluate Minshew playing that sorry-ass Jets D. Yeah, but did it just the team look better? Did it the passing game? It looked like – it just looked like a completely different game. And by the way, Dallas Goddard was a factor for the first time all year. Dallas Goddard has not been a factor with Jalen behind center. He put Minshew behind center, did Sirianni. Dallas Goddard was his best game as an eagle. You know what, too? Think about this, for instance. That right there, okay? Getting, getting Dallas Goddard going. Don't you guys think that that was also evident that he, he, he was almost unstoppable? He did finally get involved. Hugh Carpenter, or excuse me, Hugh Carper, Harper says, who wrote cocaine around my head, my brain? I believe that was Eric Clapton. Charles, I hope we don't make a foolhardy decision to keep Hurts at the, at the detriment of the team because of what happened with Wentz. I am a Hurts supporter, by the way. Just worried. Get it. Understand it. Chalk it up, Sports Philly says he threw too many dink and dunk passes, though, for me to sit there and give him a thumbs up. Charles says Minshew could help in the development of Devontae and Goddard. Absolutely. Hey, by the way, let me throw this out there on the defense, too. I thought the defense wobbled a little bit in the first half, but I thought they played great football in the second half. I thought the Eagles were special in the second half. By the way, that guy, Zach Wilson, really? Like, like, what are you seeing? Hurts versus Chargers, Falcons, Broncos was more impressive than Minshew yesterday. 
That's a great take, Tone. That's a fair take. That's a fair take. So you're suggesting then they go back to Jalen. William says Mitchell didn't even get it to Smith, but four times. Jackson Brown was the writer. Okay, cool. Devontae Smith was invisible. Yeah, but Dallas, okay. But Dallas Goddard's the guy you just gave all the money to, too. Yoda Black, the Eagles defense looked good once Nelson went down. He was getting picked on. I tell you what, man, they were going back and forth and kind of ping-pong that a little bit. I was a little worried about the defense keeping them in it, but second half, I thought they really, I thought they really took control of that football game in the second half. Old Cole says offense looked good. He was pre-reading the D and going with that as an initial read. He was really good in making his progressions. 133.7 QBR rating was damn good, man. I mean, that was one of the tops of the week, if I'm not mistaken. Chalk It Up Sports Philly says, it's funny how we forget how good Hurts has been. You know, those games. No, 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 no. I, I, I think Tony and you are on to something here. Okay? I, I, I don't think you guys are wrong. I think, I think you guys have every right to throw that out there, and I think that's fair criticism. That Jalen Rager guy, man, holy cow. How is he on a fucking NFL roster? I mean it. How is that guy on a roster? He is so bad. That guy couldn't make a Canadian Football League roster. Dude, he is terrible. No confidence whatsoever, man. And they roll him out there like that? It's embarrassing. It is absolutely embarrassing. Wow. Embarrassing. Old Cole says Watkins finally. What did he have in the game? I got the numbers here. Three for 60. Toe tapper on the side too. Man, I like him. I really like him. I like him a lot. Yoda Black says, I was at the Denver game and Hurts was absolutely destroying the Broncos through the air and ground. Hey, man, guys, that's a good topic. This is a great topic. A traditional passer versus Jalen. You know, if you're Howie and you're sitting and you're looking at evaluating style, how about this, guys? Let's do this. Let's let's take the quarterbacks and put them over here. What quarterback best fits the roster that's constructed currently right now? What guy fits it? I would have to say Jalen. Follow me here. You really don't have any skill at the wideout spots. You got a tight end that's really good. Your offensive line, oh, by the way, I want to make this proclamation. The Philadelphia Eagles have the best O-line in the NFL. Brian Baldinger was right. Best O-line in the NFL. Okay? Best O-line. 
They've got the best O-line. A team's not really set up for a drop-back guy, is it? Roll Tide Bulldog Breeder says, Junkyard Jalen versus Bayou Minshew. Hey, Brian Kelly in here could probably talk. That's my boy, Bayou Minshew. Alexander, that Eagle O-line is killing it. It is the best O-line in the NFL, man. Hey, Matt says, Malata and Dickerson are nasty. Dude, let me put it to you here. You may have two dudes sitting on that side of the football on the left side for the next 15 years. They may look, they may look like Shell and Upshaw after a while. Okay? That's a hell of an old line. Yoda Black, I agree. They are just moving. And remember what I said also on Friday? I do not want to see the Philadelphia Eagles with more passing attempts than rushing attempts. And they lived up to my proclamation. 41 rushes. What was, what was Gardner in this thing here? He had 25 attempts. That's gosh dang perfect. Jeff Stoutland is such an amazing coach. I don't know how many times he won that Joe Moore Award when he was at Alabama. I mean, just absolutely spectacular. Thank you, Hugh. Dude, 700 pounds on the left side. It's, it's like Upshaw and Shell. Spectacular. Just absolutely spectacular. By the way, do you see the offensive line of Alabama taking control of a football game? This goes into what we're talking about here with the Eagles. The one thing that, without a doubt, that you saw in that SEC championship game, by the way, high-level ball game, okay, was that Alabama's O-line. Look at the two games they had, too. Auburn was more competitive. James says it was the Jets, though. You're right, James. Everything's got to be taken with a grain of salt here. Okay? William says this offense and roster with the Eagles is more set up and built around Hurts. He's right, it is. Man, did, did Bama shut down Davis, man? That was... Again, just coaching 101. Nick Saban is such a great football coach. And by the way, he's an even better recruiter. Even better recruiter. Ron says, I liked what Minshew, the fact that he could read the defenses pre-snap and know where they had to get the ball to. And the checkdowns to the backs, they were great, wasn't it, Ron? Raphael, before deciding best quarterback for the system, a bigger issue is inconsistent play calling. I'd argue most of the losses this season are a result of bad coaching. It's too big a factor. Raphael, it, it, it is apparent in some situational play calling, isn't it? You know, like the Giant game was a was – a, you're, you're referring back to that. By the way, are we not sitting here on this Monday going like this right now? Holy cow, guys. That Giant loss hurts more now. They'd be above 500 instead of 6-7. and seven. Now they go into the bye, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they got Washington coming out of the uh, bye, right? Well, Washington right now is back to 500, man. That's a good-looking football team, and they're playing great. Joey, I have interviewed Saban when I was down in Miami. Be great to get him on now. 
and see how he looks at his career at Alabama compared to when I was interviewing him as the Miami Dolphin head coach. T. Lewis says, Mitch, you showed what the offense was capable of. Hey, Xander, that's a great take right there. T. Lewis, he, he's giving you on what Nick Sariani's offense could look like with an accurate passer. Raphael says, first season games with 80% pass run ratio too. Absolutely. That was at the beginning of the game, at the season with the games you're talking that they were just not running. I mean, what, what was it? The running backs got two carries in a game. David says, this is starting to look like a Wentz and Foles dilemma again. David, you know what though? David, let, let me, let me, David brings that up, Wentz and Foles. David, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing when you have two good players that you're trying to decide over. Don't you think Nick Saban or Bill Belichick have decisions when you're on good teams? Do I play this guy or that guy? When you have talent on your roster, that's a great sign of roster talent. Where you're not going like this, I got to play this shitty guy or this great guy. And when I have a fall off, when a guy gets injured, my roster's not deep. Okay? I mean, it's not the worst thing on the wor- in the world. All right. Yeah, people on my Twitter page, at Dan Silio Show, are like, Silsy, are you going to eat crow on the canes? No, I'm not. We still suck as of today. Okay? It's been 20 years since we've been decent. Seven and five is roadkill. It's a great step hiring Mario Cristobal. Great step. But I want to see it on the field. I don't give hope necklaces out. Hope we're going to be good. I hope this is a good move. I'd like to see winning. Okay? I'd like to see winning. All right. I'm going to talk to my friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29. What should the Eagles do? You guys want to hit on any of the college action or any of the NFL Sunday action, please do that. By the way, please hit. The like button, we so appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for coming aboard. Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philly. Next, you keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, 
and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Stolio. It was a great college football weekend and a great NFL weekend. By the way, how about the way those Redskins are playing? Okay, I mean, back to 500, Ron Rivera can coach. And that kid, Tyler Heineke, he could play. And that's kind of a little bit of the comparison that I'm making here with this Gardner Minshew. And by the way, doesn't it show you the importance also of having a backup quarterback? And how these guys carve out these careers like Ryan Fitzpatrick and all these other guys that have played in the league like 16, 17 years like Chase Daniels? It just shows you the importance of having one of these guys. And the Eagles seemingly have it. 20 of 25, he was great in this game against the Jets. Let's bring our friend in, Gary Cobb from Fox 29. And right out of the gate, Gary, let's ask the tough question here. I mean, the way you saw the offense, and you and I have been saying, man, sometimes the situational play calling that Nick Sirianni has makes the Eagle offense not look like a pro-style offense. But when you put a guy that's a traditional drop-back guy back there, it looks like a pro offense. Should the Eagles stick with Minshew, or do you believe that they should go to Jalen Hurts after the bye? Well, you know, that comes down to, you know, what's the priority? Is the priority winning now, or is the priority trying to find your long-term franchise quarterback? Now, if it's just winning now, I'm, I might have to say, you know, uh, Minchu gives you the best chance to win right now because when you're playing against Washington, you can't turn the ball over. If you're turning the ball over, if you can't make the easy throw, if you can't read, you know, the, 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 uh, the defense they're in, then that 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 brings a challenge. I, I know that Jalen helps their running game with his ability, of course, 
and even as you know, as a passer, his his ability to scramble. Minshew does not have that type of speed and athleticism. You know, he he's not a sitting duck though. He's he's not you know, uh, Klecko. Uh, I mean, uh, um, you know, any any of those guys who are um, like Manning, um, like Manning or Brady or that yeah, kind he, of you guy. know, he's not, he's not a statue like that, but. But he, he's, he's not Jalen Hurts when it comes to mobility and ability to run and everything. So, I mean, it, it's a good argument as to, you know, who gives you the best chance to win right now. But the whole thing is, is winning right now, is that the number one goal? or is it Gary, what goal? do you think is the most important to the Eagles right now? Winning right now, or do you think it is the future? Because you, well, I think you have a brilliant point here, and I think that's exactly where they are. You're, you're six and seven. Yeah. What, what what what's the mentality well, you know, do you I think, think in the because building? Because they won a Super Bowl, that they go, hey, we want to we want to we want to win another championship. We want to win it all. Meaning, like that's where our goal is now. So it's more important for us to find our franchise quarterback. And 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 I don't know that I could say that Jalen is that guy. I can't say right now he's that guy because of that game against you know the Giants. You know that didn't do anything for him. You know when it comes to be us to say, hey, he's the guy. And then see Mitchell go out there. Hey, Mitchell wasn't even getting a lot of practice time. Bang, bang, bang. He's throwing the ball to Goddard. Like, there are times Goddard doesn't get the ball. You had the game against the Giants where you don't throw the ball to uh, Devontae Smith. Like, come on, what are you doing? You're throwing the, come on, you know. So, uh, and then you see Minshew, how easily he's able to read what defense they're in. He's getting the ball out of his hands. He's so comfortable playing behind that line because they're an outstanding offensive line. You know, uh, you know they got some of the running game going, but, you know, if you've got that run threat and then you got a pass threat, now you're talking about a team that every week you got a chance to win. You expect to win every week. You're going to be scoring points. You're moving the ball. And you wonder if, you know, Jalen's going to start seeing things as clearly as Minchu sees things. He knows where he's going with the ball. Uh, before he gets his hands on it, he knows where he's going with it. You didn't see him back there where, he, you know, he's he's holding it, he's holding it, he's holding it. You, you didn't see very much of that at all. So, you know, so. But another thing, you're playing the Jets, too. So. Yeah. You don't know how much that plays into it. That's why this is it's not an easy decision. You know, this is this is a really a good decision because do you want to win now? Is that the priority? Now, but the thing is, Minshew's not gonna be, and, and you don't have to, you know, you don't even wonder whether he is the franchise guy, franchise guy, because he's not. You know, uh, even if you look at some of the throws he completed. He, you know, he doesn't have a, a, a really good arm. And, you know, he's a lot like Jeff Garcia. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no, and, no. And, and Jeff he Garcia is, but, won in the NFL. Yeah, but but you, you, you know what? The one thing we did also see in the game mm -hmm. was the emergence of a guy like Dallas Goddard where he's been invisible all year, Gary. Yeah. You just gave the guy a contract extension. And as you and I talk, in today's NFL, those guys who can go up the scene – they're game-changing dudes, those tight ends, even That's more right. so than some of the Ys and Zs that we see in games. It was the best game I think he's had since he was a Philadelphia Eagle. Yeah, you know, and the, and the thing we see is, you know, and we've seen this before in Goddard. When you're throwing the ball, 
You know, now Zach Ertz, he's an outstanding tight end, but you're throwing the ball. Hey, you know that the next play is starting somewhere near where he got that ball. He's not running it much further than where he caught it at. Yeah. Goddard, once Goddard catches the ball, hey, the play just started. You got to tackle him now. He's not just going to go to the ground. And you know a lot of those DBs, they want no part of somebody 250, like, strong as he is. You know, because and, and then he's got that deceptive streak. He doesn't look like he's really, you know, so massively strong. But I see him blocking defensive ends, defensive tackles. I mean, blocking them. So he, he's a tremendous athlete, you know, and um, you don't see him just going down. He, he breaks tackles, and then he's he's got good speed. You know, he's, he's got good quickness. So he is he has got to be a guy you got to get the ball to, especially out in open field, because uh, nobody – they're not looking forward to tackling him. And, you know, Minshew got the ball to him. I mean, right away, probably in the first two times they had the ball, he caught more passes than he's caught all year. I mean, you know, and you're going like – you're doing people a favor by not getting this guy the ball. Come on. Come on, get the guy the ball. How about this too, Gary? Yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, it's one thing to look at the kids play, Minshew, and it's another thing to look at the other guys around him in their play. Look at Miles Sanders too. 120 yeah. on the ground. It's the first time that the Eagles have had a 100-yard rusher in a game. And by the way, they're leading the NFL and running the ball. They're number one in the league mm. at 157. And what they have, they had almost 190 yards in this game against the Jets. It was the Jets. I get it. Yeah. But they're holding suit to it. And the emergence of Watkins, he had three catches for 60 yards. I mean, there just seems to be more people involved when you have a true, like you said, Mitch, you may not be the guy, Gary, but that style may be the style they're looking for. Well, you know, clearly, you know, we're talking about Jalen. He's got to get to where he's able to process the information quicker. That's just got to be it. You do not have – when you're playing against a good team, you don't have that long back there. That ball's got to be coming out of there. And Minchu is one, two, three, the ball's out, man. One, two, three, that ball's out. One, two, three, that ball's out. And and, and that's what Jalen's got to be able to do. And, you know, some people, you know, I I, I like this kid. I, I, I like uh, Jalen. I mean, he's, he's a good quality kid and everything. But, hey, this is not about liking. This is about franchise quarterback. That everybody's job is tied to this guy. Meaning, like, all of the coaches come in, they're looking over there at the quarterback. You could get all of us fired today. You screw up, we're all out of here. Hey, Gary, wait. Here, here, how about this? You know how I know you know he's not the starting quarterback of the future? You always started out like this. I really like the kid. And you and I will – hey, you and I will always go when we're talking about a good quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Dude, that dude can spin that pill. That dude is a player. Yeah, I got nothing right. to do with liking him. That's right. It's, it's not about liking him. And, and that's why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking to so many people I talk to. You know, I'm walking somewhere. Hey, Gary, you know, they might say I'm being tough on him and everything. Look, I like the kid. This is yeah, not about that. Yeah. He's got to show us that he is the guy. Now, he, he showed us glimpses and things, but he's, he's got to prove to us. And you can't look up and all of a sudden, Mitchell's out there. He's shining. And you were running the same offense. You had these the same talent. And so we know that, hey, he's still got to step it up now. It, it's very interesting. Okay, they're going back to him. He's going to have the ball 
after this bye, he's going to have that ball back in his hands. And and this is going to be, I tell you, this is you going to be You think there'll be a quick be a hook? Gary, Gary, you think there'll be a quick hook if he's struggling? It won't be quick, but it'll be a halftime. He'll get a half. I think they're going to halftime. He's struggling. I, I think they got to hand that ball to Minshew. You know, that's what they're going to do because they want to win. I mean, and then if he's struggling, I mean, I, you know, you, you've given him most of the season and he's got to be shining. That's why the giant game was so painful, know. you know, because this late in the season, be throwing, you know, three interceptions and each one of them was like a head scratcher. Like, what did you see? What did you see? Like, son, sit here. What did you see? Because we didn't see it. This was a, a, a you know, like before halftime, you at least get the three points. You're going to throw that ball away. You know nothing's there. You All you see is Giants jerseys. Come on. So, you know, you, you love this about the game, but this is, hey, you got to make tough, tough decisions, you know. This I love it, Gary. You're right. About. They got to determine if they're looking at future or they want to win today. I That's will right. say this, though. It's very evident. Do you agree? How about this? I'll ask you. You you saw this team, and you've been covering this team for decades now. Is this offensive line as good as the 17 offensive line? I, I probably would say uh, no, not. I would say, but I think that in a certain way, maybe they're not as consistent, but their potential is greater. You know, their potential is greater. They have not reached – they're they're not they're not not anywhere near close to their potential, because of Myalada and Dickerson on that left side, man. They are are the kind of left side where, it, like I, I don't know, I think you might have mentioned it when you're talking about the Raiders, you know, years yeah, ago. Yeah, Jalen Upshaw. Yeah, Jalen we're, Upshaw. we're running over here. Yeah, and we could broadcast it. And we're still <laughs> running over here, and you're not going to stop us. I mean, you know, they're, they're about to that point where, look, because these guys come through just from a size standpoint. <laughs> you I see know, some man. people over there. These, these guys are not interested in, in dealing with, you know, Myelotta and Dickerson. I tell you, they, they, they got something over there, and so, um, you know, they're going to be able to run the ball on people. And so that's something you know. So, you know, that's – that's a, that's a nice thing to have when you go it walk is. in and me, you know you got it. Let that. me go over to the defense. I mean, I thought they wobbled a little bit in the first couple series in the first half and in the first quarter. Yeah. But I thought they were spectacular. And, again, it's the Jets, so we always have to temper a little bit. You're supposed to beat shitty teams, so yeah. they took care of business. But how did you – how do you, how about this, Gary? Instead of just the Jets uh, game, how do you think they've been playing over the last two months? Well, you know, they're headed in the right direction. And I like the fact that they made the change – there during that game because they came out and, and they were starting to get back to what they before just playing a straight up zone and, and you know you can't play straight up zone in the NFL anymore. That's right. You got to play matchup zone. When somebody's in your area, you got to get on them. You don't. You don't. Well, I'm in the area. Yeah, you're gonna stand there and watch the guy catch the ball because a good quarterback. If you're standing next to the guy, he's gonna throw it to him. I mean, come on. You got to get tight on guys and you got to play like like in uh, basketball. Where you know different teams would play a matchup zone. When that guy's in your area, you're like glue on him. You're all over him, and and you're physical and you jam guys and delay their release and all that type of stuff. And I saw more of that in the second half. You saw him clamp down on them, so uh, they get it. And I I think that they're able to um, make the changes. And I I really like the way the defense is going. This is gonna be a nice thing because 
they're, you know, they, they beat Washington. They're going to have to play well. They're capable of it, but they're going to have to play well. And uh, they got a chance, you know, to make the playoffs, but it's up to them. It's in their own how about hands. This? How about this, Gary? Coming out, of the, coming out of the bye, do you think that that Washington game will probably be uh, the, the determining factor of what they're going to do the rest of the year? Because like you said, I do think that that's a debate that they're going to have an off week to think yep. about. Do we play Hurts and look and see if he is truly the guy? Or do they already know he's not the guy? And do they go like this? This guy, Minshew, gives us a better chance of winning ball games. But then again, you know what that does, too? If you're Howie Roseman, hey, how does this help them, Gary, if they're not going to make the playoffs? How does this help them winning kind of more games when that would hurt the draft picks? Well, you know, uh, I've heard that up in there in the front office that you've got, uh, you know, um, Jeffrey Laurie, the owner, is on one side of this whole thing with – with Hertz, and that Howie uh, Roseman is on the other side. Do you so, believe that? I, I think there's probably some truth to that. And so, okay. with th- with that fact, I think that we could see them, you know, have a hook on him. You know, meaning that if he doesn't play well, that they, they go ahead and pull him. I mean, if if he's really struggling, and 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 that means he'd have to be throwing some more interceptions and really struggling. And um, if he, you know, and for them to pull him, but I think they want to win this next game. They know that this next game could get them in the in the playoffs. I mean, because you beat Washington, you know, you you're putting yourself in position to make the playoffs. Gary, does this does this go back a little bit to what the locker room went through, though, or do you think this is a different locker room? Because when you had Wentz and you had you no know, um, Nick Foles. You had that whole dynamic, man, we should be playing this dude. You had another set of people in the building going, hey, we should be playing this dude. And it kind of fractured the locker room a little bit. Is it too premature for that here with these two guys? Because, again, they're very young. Nobody in the locker room knows if these guys are the guys that are going to go forward. We know that Minshew's not going to be the guy. How does this differ from – the Foles and the Wentz situation with these two guys? Well, it, it's much earlier because, you know, um, Minchu hasn't been here that long, but Minchu's going to be here. Yeah. I think we can be probably confident. Yeah. yeah. Gonna, he's going to be here backing somebody up because he's a good backup quarterback. Yeah. He's the kind of backup you want. He doesn't need a lot of work. He hasn't been working very much. You see, give him the ball, he goes out, he starts playing like he's been in there the whole time. That's the kind of backup you want, meaning like he, he really has a lot up here. He really got a good feel for the game. But the whole thing is with Hurts. And, um, and I think they will give Hurts. They're going to give him a chance. This is his time right now. He can take the baton and go. But I think he's, you know, that it's not only will the Eagles make the playoffs. I think Jalen Hurts' future is tied up in these next four games. And so these, shines, these, these next games are his audition. I think, I think they're. They want to give it to him. They want him to take it. Now, will he go out and take, you know, and say this? Yes, I am the guy. He's got a chance to take it. But he's going to get the opportunity here. Because you see, they put him right back in there. He's the starter. He's going to get a chance to take it. And we'll see whether he does or not. I think we'll clearly be able to see, does he shine during this time? He needs to shine. You know, he needs to come out, confidence getting that ball out of his hand, 
you know, uh, putting that ball in the money, knowing where he's going with the ball, spreading it around. And, and all he's got to do really is don't be greedy. Like those the interceptions he threw against the Giants, he had, you know, uh, 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 running backs out in the flat, dump it to him. You got 10 yards. There's nobody really up on him. All he had to do was just take what they gave him. How many times does Tom Brady take those check downs? Oh, all the time. Come on. Take the check down if it's not there. Don't be greedy. We don't need to turn the ball over. And we know now Washington's not scoring a lot of points. It's going to be low-scoring game. Oh, yeah. Whoever turns the ball over is going to lose. It's not going to be one team winning so much as one team losing. So all Jalen's got to do is take care of the football. If a guy's open, that's another thing. But if he's not open, throw the check down, man. Come on. Absolutely. Gary, great stuff, man. These next couple of games will be. It's going to be his, fun. His, it'll be, be his fun. audition, and the Eagles have to figure out, you know, if it's now or if it's future. I appreciate it, brother. It's going to be very interesting this off week because they got the Washington team coming out of the break. They get a chance to get back to 500. Yep. Thank you, Gary. All right. Hey, have a appreciate good one. It. That's my friend Gary Cobb. Yeah. I think those are great topics. Guys, do you want to win now? Or do you want to concern yourself with the future? Gary also said that these next couple games are going to determine whether or not he's back in 2022. Do you agree? I want to hit on that. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit that like button. You guys have been great. I am going to get to all of your spins. We have so much going on here. Obviously, all the college football news, too. Billy Corman. Billy Corman. Billy Corbin, um, one of the best directors, a dear friend of mine, will be in hour number two. We're going to talk to him about the University of Miami now getting back on the map again, being relevant. We'll talk to him. That'll be in hour two. We're going to get to all your takes, all your spins. Please do me a favor. Think about that. Eagle fans, you want to win today? Or do you want to prepare for the future today? We'll do it next. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. By the way, it's a two-dude race for the NFL's Most Valuable Player Award. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. It would be remarkable. 44-year-old Tom Brady wins another MVP. By the way, isn't it wild? You got a 38-year-old quarterback and a 44-year-old quarterback battling it out for the league's Most Valuable Player Award. I mean, it's crazy. All these super young kids that you have in the game, and it's the two old dudes that are leading the game. I mean, right? 44 and 38. There's really nobody close. Maybe Kyler Murray, but he's missed too many games. Right? And by the way, Arizona just may be the best team in the NFL. They got stars all over that roster. They may actually win it. There's a lot of good football players on that team. Okay? There's a lot of good football players. 44 years of age and 38 are leading the charge for the MVP voting. That's crazy great. It's crazy great. But it also tells you a lot about the league. The league is completely different today than it was, say, 20 years ago. You're not going to see guys this old still competing like this because they're too broken up. Paul says this, is Brady on roids? Paul, there's one thing we know this. This country can't keep a secret. (laughs) This country cannot keep a secret. Tiger tried hiding things. It, It couldn't happen. I mean, you eventually get outed. You eventually get outed, man. I mean, right? Even, even Lance Armstrong got outed. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, no, I, there's no way. I, I don't think so. By the way, I would be very disappointed if I heard. But, again, I think it's crazy. I thought those comments that Gary Cobb made were just spectacular. Do the Eagle front office people want to win today, or do they want to really think about the future? Putting Jalen Hurts back in the starting lineup means what to you? He's already been put back in. They're thinking of future. Guys, I hate to tell you this. 
they're trying to kind of have their cake and eat it at the same time. But Minshew gives them the better chance to win, does he not? Okay. Roll Tide says Kingsbury coach of the year. Absolutely. And he was put on the hot seat by Steve Kime, his general manager, at the beginning of the year in Arizona. Absolutely. Win now with Hurts. How about that? Okay. I just want us to all be in the same page. By the way, I saw somebody retweet something that said, Dan believes in Jalen Hurts, and he's the future of the team. Are you against any kind of competition to solidify that statement? Weren't you all sold that Carson Wentz, before he got hurt in Los Angeles, he was going to be your next uh, Donovan McNabb, wasn't he? Was it? Was it Carson Wentz going to be your next? Your next Donovan McNabb? Weren't you all saying that he was going to win? He was a slam dunk to win the MVP that year. Were you not all saying that? And don't lie. Because I was saying it, we were all saying it. And he was never the same when he came back. He was never the same. In this sport, you are gauged by what you do every single time you step on a football field. Okay? Every single time. Oh, and by the way, that old notion, well, you can't lose your job to injury. Dude, that stuff is too old. Yes, you can. Yes, you can lose your job to injury. Smile says, yep, we thought Wentz was a perennial playoff quarterback. It changed, right? Probably in a matter of seven starts. Listen, Tone, I think this is a healthy debate. you got to really determine, man. What are you wanting right now out of the 2021 season? What are the – hey, and by the way, let me ask you something. Can I t- – guys, can I tell you also why I – guys, can I tell you why I also think they put Jalen Hurts in? Lamar says, Dan. <laughs> Lamar goes, Dan, you went too far. You're telling the truth. Guys. May I please ask you this? Man, I hate to do this to you, man, because I pray that this isn't the truth. You think Howie Roseman put Jalen Hurts back in the starting lineup because he knew that Jalen Hurts gives the Eagles a better chance of losing so that the draft picks will be higher? Why would I want to win games now when I'm 6-7? and seven? Do you really think that that team's a Super Bowl team? I kind of don't. I kind of don't. I don't look at the Philadelphia Eagles roster and go, that's a Super Now, again, when I look at all the rest of the rosters in the NFL, I'm not blown away by their rosters either. But but he's Camden. Feel me here. I mean, are we set up kind of the same way that Tennessee set up? Yeah. I think our offensive line's a little more dominant than theirs, and they've got a bell cow cat uh, running back.
Gabriel says, but no, I really think Sirianni has identified himself. Coaching hurts. Okay, Benjamin, no, because they're not spending money. William says Jalen Rager took it a step further. Man, he was just freaking terrible. Victor, how he is the little finger from the Game of Thrones. <laughs> he is, Victor. He is. By the way, I love that thing, Game of Thrones. He loves Hurts. Dude, nobody loves anybody in the NFL. Okay? Nobody. You're supposed to be in like with people. It's a cruel game. You're in like with people. You're never in love with anyone. You're always in like with them. Benjamin says, Dan, you're just grabbing likes and comments, man. I am grabbing likes, Benjamin. Who told you I was bullshitting you? Who said I was bullshitting you? I do like likes. Thank you so much. If you would help us out, we'd appreciate it. Oh, okay. You want me to like and pretend like something? I can't do that, really. It's not my nature to be a bullshit artist like half the world. So I'm not sure what you're saying. Yeah. What was... Smile says, crystal ball has Dan believing again. Again? Yeah. You mean since the last 20 years, we have been horrible? Yeah. Yeah. Like back when we were like great? Yeah. Yeah. Last 20 years, they have done nothing. They've spent nothing. Matt Hatter says, Mitch, you reminds me of Coy Detmer. Really? All right. Hey, Billy Corbin, movie director, is going to join us in hour number two. I want to get his take on what's going on with my Canes program. He is the director of the U12 Cocaine Cowboys, Limelight, Broke. I mean, one of the absolutely great doc directors there is in the country. He's going to join us in hour number two, and we're going to get his take on it. Maybe he'll confirm a little bit because... Billy's pretty much got his pulse on what's going on. You know what, too? I'll ask him about Tua. How about Tug of Iola? Has he also made you do this? Eh, maybe I don't want Deshaun Watson. He has got the Dolphins back in a playoff position. But I do want to go back to this. Pro Football Focus has the Eagles ranked as the ninth best team, personnel-wise, in the league. Does Mitchell give you a better chance of winning, or is it all about the future with Hurts? We'll do it next. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? 
I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at mesalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. Hour 2, Dan Cilio, National Football Show. Billy Corbin, movie director, will be at the bottom of the hour. One of my dear friends who made the U1 and 2. Broke, Cocaine Cowboys, numerous docs, one of the truly best directors there is in the country. He'll be at the bottom of the hour. So Bryce Young, the quarterback of Alabama, made a million dollars this year off that new nil law that college football has. Name and likeness. Made a million bucks. Well, after he wins the national championship and the Heisman, how much is he going to make next year? Two million? Is he going to make two million? By the time that guy leaves Alabama, this guy may make $10 million before he even gets to an NFL contract. Think about this. He may make $10 million. Oh, and by the way, all these coaching salaries that you're seeing, like Crystal Ball, 10 years, $8.5 million, $85 million, or what you saw with Lincoln Riley, $113 million to USC, or Brian Kelly. What do you think the NFL coaches are going to start commanding? Three times the money? Because what stops me from going to Cliff Kingsbury? I know they got Brent Venerables, and by the way, that's a great sign by Oklahoma. He's a hell of a coach. But what's to stop some program like, I don't know, Oregon with Phil Knight money going over to Cliff Kingsbury and going, I'll give you $20 million a year to coach my Oregon Ducks program. 
What's to stop that? You need to have competitive salaries. College football has changed the game of coaching salaries when it comes to football. Completely changed the game. Look at these salaries. I love Mario. He's a friend. You all know this. Okay? He's a dear friend of mine. But Mario Cristobal got 10 years, $80 million. What is somebody like Nick Saban worth? $20 million? You know, the only reason Saban's not going to get $20 million is because he's 70. Holy cow, man. The money Lincoln Riley and all these guys making $10 million bucks a year. I mean, they're doubling what the coaches in the NFL are making. Brandon Staley, the head football coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, makes $2.7 million. Brent Venerables was making that as an assistant at Clemson. That is crazy money, man. Going to change the landscape of college coaches when it comes to salaries. All right. By the way, one more, th- one more thing on that Brent Venerables. Brent Venerables being um, hired by Oklahoma, I think, is a grand slam. If that program needs anything, they absolutely need defense. And the reason, why do you think Brent Venerables was hired by Oklahoma? Because let me tell you something, guys. If you're going to go into that conference, the Southeastern Conference, OU's got to get better on defense. It was not anything to do with Lincoln Riley's offense that stopped that team from winning national titles. It was that they couldn't stop anybody. And now you get the best defensive coordinator in the in college football, maybe even in the NFL. Okay, and Brent Venerables going to Norman. It's a grand slam. He is exactly what that program needed. Absolutely needed it. All right. Hey, by the way, can I say this to you about your boy, Minshew Mania? You see him chest pumping his dad? You see the, 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 the like, hair under the armpit? He's so, like, filthy Philly. <laughs> Gardner Mitchell's like filthy Philly. He's just like, just a blue collar dude. Do you see him showing up to the game like he was like Pete Mitchell from Top Gun? I thought we were going to get a, hey, Goose, you all right back there? This guy had his like fighter pilot glasses on. I was like, who the, this guy's a character, man. I, I, I was like this. I like this. I like this. This Filthy Philly Minshew. Hey, 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 yeah, man. Hey, you know what? I, he, he, what's the? He was the name of that movie, man. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Hey, Water Boy, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> hey, Gardner Bobby. No, Gardner uh, Boucher. Gardner Boucher. Right. Well, I think I'm going to be all right. I think we're going to be all right. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Water H2O. <laughs> right? This guy looked like he's just chest bumping his dad. Shows up like he's Pete Mitchell. Goes out there, goes 20 to 25, 133.7 QBR. You're like, who the fuck is this guy? High five and everybody. Holy cow, man. What an absolute dude. He, I, I love the whole thing, man. It was a show he put on. 
This guy put a show on. Harry armpits and shit and winning games, going into the Meadowlands, dressed up like that. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. This shit was great. It was, it was so blue-collar stuff. It's not why I like him. Look, again, I get it, but it, I, I love the whole show. Signing jerseys, that's right, Kevin. Eagles Super Bowl bout. Okay, Benjamin. Hey, by the way, guys, thank you so much in the first hour for uh, hitting the like button. If you could possibly do that again as we go into hour number two, thank you so much. I appreciate that, you guys. And by the way, yes, I do ask for the like button to be banged on. So we thank you so much for doing that, too. And I know you guys are busting my stones. It's a big day for me, obviously. Mario Cristobal's going home to the University of Miami. I'll talk a little more about that. Anybody want to bring that up? Have at it. But Gary Cobb really said some really telling things in the first hour. I hope you'll go back if you missed it and listen to it because I asked him the question. Oh, by the way, he also said this old line is not as good as the 17 line but has more potential. Did you believe that? Did you believe that comment? Because I asked him, do you think this our offensive line here in 2021? Do you think this line is as good as that 17 line that won the Super Bowl? Okay. Thomas is California. Thanks you for hosting your live stream at a reasonable hour. <laughs> hey, don't tell Gavin. He'll shut it off. You know, I'll have rolling blackouts pretty soon. That guy's a tool. Carlos says, Minshew. Fu Manchu. <laughs> That's why we're not on radio, Carlos. Thank you. Benjamin says four games remaining. We're in the last spot. I think you're in nine, Carlos. I mean, Benjamin, I think you're in the ninth spot right now for the playoffs. I think you're in the ninth spot. So here. Let me take a look. at let, let, Let's look at this objectively here. What do I want to do if I'm Howie Roseman? Guys, let's do this. Can this team win a Super Bowl this year? Oh, Cole, eight? Okay, that's one, that's one out. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're close. Okay. Is the Philadelphia Eagle roster right now a Super Bowl roster? Yes or no? I say no. I say it's not. Here, I'll make, tell me, Gabriel says no. I'll make a comparison to you who I think they're kind of like. Is this fair? I think this Philadelphia Eagle team reminds me of the 49ers. Bobby C, I'll get to you here in a second, brother. Okay? Is that a fair comparison? We're the 49ers? Old Cole says you never know. <laughs> Andrew goes, I was sexually excited watching Malad and Dickerson block. Whew. Son, you need to get out more. Maybe one of them uh, Big Joe uh, Kraus um, uh Parties that he has at the bar. You need to see some chicks, dude. <laughs> what are the bar parties, brother? Gross. 
<laughs> Not with Gannon, fair comparison. Matt Hatter, right? I think they're kind of like the 49ers, right? They can run you off the field like the 49ers can run you off the field. Gabriel says, I would never bet on it. But other teams have climbed wild cards. Absolutely. Raphael says, defense needs some better pieces. Edge rusher. Darius Slay's turning into an all-pro. He's no longer a pro bowler. He's now an all-pro. By the way, who made that move? Howie Roseman did. Got to give him credit. Yeah, the international line of pancakes is killing people. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with you, man. That's the house of pancakes. That's what I would call the Eagle old line. I, I think I did that last week. The house of pancakes. Old Cole says, what if the Eagles went out? You went out, you're 10-7? So you, you went out, you're 10-7. Okay. 10 and 7 with that offensive line. You'd fr- how about this? You'd fr- who would you take on in the opening rounds? The Bucks? Um Rams. Oh my god, you'd run the Rams off the field, I think. I think you'd run the Rams off the field. I think you'd beat that Rams team. I cuz the Rams cannot take physicality. I think you'd lose the Rodgers. Rodgers is going to get the bye. We're going to find out how good you are at the end of the year against uh, the Cowboys. We're going to find out how good they are because they're going to get a chance. Can you imagine that if you're down at the end of the season down there and you got a shot going 10 and 10 and seven after that start and what we're talking about now, this is a great conversation, by the way, this is what they're debating guys. Don't think that they're not debating what we're talking about right now. What do we do? Now they named here. If you're Nick Sirianni, do you have a short leash? You start seeing Jalen struggle. Do you leave him in for the future of the team to determine whether or not he's the guy? Or do you yank him? And you put in Gardner Minshew. I think that's also going to tell us. If Jalen starts struggling against Washington coming out of the bye, guys, make no mistake about it. They're going to yank his ass. And they're going to put Gardner Minshew in. Benjamin says that Jalen won't struggle. Well, he surely struggled against. He surely struggled against the Giants, guys. Smile, Bills and Patriots tonight. That's a great football game. That is a great football game. Would the the Rams playoff game be in L.A.? It would be because here, Thomas, best record and I think wild cards, I think there's only one team in each conference. Somebody help me here. I think there's only one team that gets a bye, right? There's only one team, the top seed, gets the bye in each conference. I don't think there's two buys. Okay, I don't, I, don't think you, I don't think you have two buys any longer. I think there's one team that gets a bye, and it's the team with the best record in that particular conference. 
So right now, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Patriots right now are sitting atop the AFC going into this game tonight against the Bills. And I think either the Packers or the Bucks are in the top seed in the NFC, if I'm not mistaken. Four division winners all get home games. One by each team, right? So do you have a quick hook with Jalen? If he starts struggling, Benjamin says that Jalen blew up the Redskins. 17 to nothing when Peterson pulled him last year. Cardinals 10 and 2. That's it. Roll tide. You're right. My bad. My mistake. That's right. Cardinals have the top seed right now. Man, they're good. Man, Jimmy Johnson told me he thinks they can win. Oh, by the way, guys, I can't show I can't show you uh the text that I got today from um from Mario, but I'll just show you who I've been texting. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, you'll see Xander's name in there. So we, me and Mario were going back and forth. We were texting. He's like, what do you think of me coming home, Big Sales? So I said, it's about time we started doing some shit, right? Gary, if Eagles just make the playoffs, would be a huge win. No question about it. Cards versus Pats in the Super Bowl in L.A. Brady goes out with his final championship. Matt Hatter says, Jalen is our quarterback. Victor says, thanks for the info. Is Kelsey done? I, I don't think so. James says, the all-in on Jalen, look at the offensive Bama guys. L listen, listen, James, things change, man. You can't be sold on one guy forever. That includes Tom Brady. That includes... Carson Wentz, that includes Jared Goff, who got his first win over the weekend. That includes all of these guys. You're only as good as the last 60 minutes you play, man. This is a high-intensity business. It's got nothing to do with if I like you. Nothing. Stop that, guys. This is about your Eagle team. James, give him a year. I'm giving up three games. I'm not giving anybody a year. Watch this. You think people at Apple do this? I'll give this guy a year to see if he can really prove that he's really a good, a, a, a good sales rep or he's a good executive. Man, they probably give you three months to figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, they fire you. You're not going to sit here for a full year and run a company into the ground. They're going to replace you in 10 seconds. It's not how that works, guys. They're, that is a no-excuse league. Okay? That's the no-fraud league. You can't hide under your desk like you can in many companies in the NFL. If you suck, by the way, Jalen Rager, Every time he steps on the field, he's one step closer to the unemployment line. Everyone's watching it. And it's kind of hard to watch after a while. You know when a guy is dead man walking. You know that. You're watching a guy 
and you're watching it and you're going like this, this guy's done. James, he is a bust. It's okay. Got his money. Hopefully he saved it. Okay. Hopefully. Lawrence says, sorry, I'm late, bud. Hey, Gardner Mitchell was great. Lawrence, we're talking about whether or not that the Eagles should worry about the present and try to win games. Or if, okay, they should worry about the future and play hurts the rest of the way out. Should we have a quick trigger for um, Jalen Hurts uh, after the bye against Washington? Okay. So, I mean, how do you look at this? I, and by the way, guys, boy, Dallas Goddard looked good, man. Corey says, Jalen's the guy, Cilio. He sure looked good in some games this year. I think it's a tough call, man. I think it's really a tough call. I think it's an incredibly tough call. All right, guys, I'm going to take a timeout. We're going to get right back to these takes. I want to talk to one of the best movie directors. I think you're going to get a kick out of him, too. He's very opinionated. His name is Billy Corbin. He was the director of those great documentaries, The You Wanted To, Broke. His great documentary on Cocaine Cowboy is one of the best on the planet. Also, Limelight, just sensational stuff that he has put out there. Billy Corbin's going to join us. Talk to him. That'll be next. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. 
at Messon Associates. We're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan I think Michigan's got a football team, finally. Not that Iowa was a spectacular team, but they were a 10-win team. And I did think Iowa was a good football program, and I still think they're a good football program. And Michigan ran them off the field. That is the first time I've seen a Jim Harbaugh football team dominate opponents. Remember something, that Michigan team had really one bad quarter of football this year, and it cost them the Michigan State game. I thought they dismantled Iowa. I still think that Georgia's a better team. Okay, but how about this? After watching Michigan this year, I would say this to you. I'm not so, sh- I'm not so sold that Michigan can't go into that Georgia game and pound them in the semifinals. By the way, the semifinals are Cincinnati, Alabama, and Georgia in Michigan. Um. Michigan's pretty good. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a seven and a half point favorite Georgia is in this ball game. I don't think that that's too high. I think that's about right. But if you were to tell me that going into any other game, if they hadn't played Alabama on Saturday, I would have told you that Georgia was a 21 point favorite versus that Michigan team. Now that I've watched both, I do think Georgia got exposed a little bit. I thought the lights hit him in the eyes, and I thought it blinded him a little bit on Saturday. And I thought Alabama, let me tell you something, too, what that Iron Bowl game does. And what I think the Iron Bowl prepared Alabama for that SEC title game against Georgia. Auburn was as good as it gets, man. And it prepared them. It prepared them. And they went on, and they I thought they just took out the whooping board, and I thought they beat Georgia up in that SEC championship game. So. That's going to be a hell of a semifinal. I do think I do think Bama's going to get to the title game, but I'm not so sold it's going to be a repeat of what we saw in the SEC title game. All right, guys. This is one of my favorite people on the planet. I love his politics. I love his takes on his Twitter page, too. They're absolutely from the heart. He believes with great conviction. His documentaries, in my opinion, are some of the best on the planet. I love the Cocaine Cowboys. I kind of lived through all that stuff down in the day. Do you want it too? And I'm going to say this to you too. I hate what Billy Corbin, I hate what he did in that too, because every time I watch that stupid ass stadium go down, I start crying. I don't know why, Billy, but I go down and I watch that that documentary and it breaks my heart every time. So, hey, welcome aboard here, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. 
Are you shocked the University of Miami opened up the wallet and paid uh, our boy Mario Cristobal? Well, I feel like you and I have been having this conversation since <laughs> about 2009, um, circa the first ESPN 30 for 30, the U documentary, when I came out publicly and pretty vocally with the fact simply that the University of Miami is not and never has been a football school, capital F, capital S. And what do I mean by that? I mean priorities. The administration never prioritized sports in a way that they could keep up with the Joneses. That's not a, a knock. That's just a, 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 a fact. And, and nor am I complaining that a um, academic administration prioritized academics, or in the case of Donna Shalala, prioritized Medicare fraud. Uh, at the university uh, instead of uh, instead of 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 football. Um, and I'll say that what happened at the University of Miami and what you and the coaches and the athletic directors were able to accomplish was an accident, meaning it was not I mean, it wasn't an accident for you. It was an accident on the, on the part of the administration. They never intended to build a dynasty out of football like in Alabama would, like a UF has tried, like FSU has tried, like a big state school has tried. Um, like Notre Dame and you know Nebraska schools that that are committed to to football. Um, it happened because some exceptional athletic directors hired some ridiculously good coaches who hired some incredible assistant coaches who recruited some insanely talented players. And you guys just did that. It was a, one of the microwave dynasty, as, as they call it. Not this was not a Machiavellian by design thing on the part of, of the school. And the reality is, um, let's be real, they have not made those those commitments economically. And I think Mario Cristobal, this is a fairy tale story. I mean, look, his hiring is the end of a fairy tale. It, now, whether or not it is the beginning of a new fairy tale uh, remain, remains to be seen. But the reality is, you know, he's got his work cut out for him. The University of Miami is decades and b -b -b billions of dollars behind big time college football, which has long since passed them by. They're never going to catch up, but can they build something new and different is, is the question. And maybe not just a team that they're satisfied wins 10 games a year, which has been basically the, that's been the, 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 the greatest thing we can hope for in the past 15 years. How about this? Where have they been for 20 years then? I mean, where, where, where have, why would you allow something that was so incredible? And I completely agree. I'm going to tell you a story, Billy. I walked in when I transferred from Maryland and I walked into the locker room at the University of Miami and I saw it was only 500 square feet. I went like this. Are you kidding me? The <laughs> facilities were so bad, but there were so many insane athletes. And like you said, we were able to accomplish winning those national championships because of some moment in time that I'm not sure we'll ever be able to like ever duplicate again. But what they've done here, Billy, they, they have put themselves back in, and it's not just the coach's salary. It's the commitment to upgrading the facilities. It's the commitment to coaching salaries. It's a commitment to recruiting more money. I mean, this is not just an $80 million hire. This is like a $300 million commitment. I mean, to me, like, where have they been, though? Well, I mean, I think it was Alonzo Highsmith who said it best in the first documentary that if any other school had accomplished what the University of Miami football program had accomplished, they would have built monuments 
to these teams and to these coaches. And I would defy you to uh, walk the campus of the University of Miami, north, south, east, and west, and find one reference to five you know, national championship football teams, which is surreal, you know, because any other university, I mean, there'd be a statue of, of Howard Schnellenberger and Jimmy Johnson greeting you at the entry, uh, at the entryway, you know, and, and, um, and so that's just not what the University of Miami has ever prided itself on, except to use athletics as an ATM machine. And in fact, uh, Donna Shalala very smartly changed the logo of the University of Miami in about 2009 from just a very lame green font University of Miami to the U itself, to the to the to what's on your head, which was only associated with the athletics uh, at, at that point. She basically made the athletics logo the logo of the university to great, um, really to great fundraising uh, success. But now they're they're actually the people who are donating because of the athletics uh, success mm. in baseball as well. To be fair. Um, now they're actually investing some of, of that money. I don't, I, it's an exciting thing. I don't know that it's a, it's a good thing because the school needs like, you know, professors and supplies and equipment, you know, the academics I'm saying, but listen, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're now, like I said, can they catch up to big time college football? Absolutely not. Can they build their own new exciting thing? I, I think they've got the guy for the job finally. I, I, I think that's a great spin. You mentioned something and I played with Lewis Mario's brother, and there's been a great history. And plus, you know, he went to Columbus. Um, the my 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 friend who is the uh, high school football coach, Dave Duns, the head coach there at Columbus. We know all the ties, but to have another Cuban take over for that program, I mean, I don't think people outside of Miami understand how important that is, and especially when we're talking about history of the Cuban families that have gone into South Florida. Billy, you and I know how important that is to that community. Is it still resonate like that in that community or is it a different Miami? I found it to be a different Miami when I went back and I broadcast it from the time that I played. Is it, is it a different time there? And does that still resonate how important that is in that community that a Cuban American is taking that job? Well, Miami Dade is a, uh, minority majority community. It's a rarity uh, in this country to see um, an immigrant group, or in this case, an exile group. In the in in the case of Cuban Americans who have um, built themselves up in the public sector and private sector to such success, where they have literally control every lever of the community in both the public and private uh, sectors. Our last. Uh, head, our former head coach in the University of Miami, Manny Diaz Jr., his father, Manny Diaz Sr., is a former uh, mayor of, of the city uh, of Miami. So already a, 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 a dynasty, uh, of, you know, Miami dynasty of, of, of great Cuban-American uh, power. Um, I think Uncle Luke, my, yours and my favorite, favorite uncle, um, uh, may, may I, I know he loves this hire, um, but may beg to differ with the the necessity of a Cuban American coach in, in Miami because of the tribalism in Miami. You know, Miami's like Game of Thrones in paradise with iguanas <laughs> instead of dragons. You know, and so <laughs> and so you know, you have a lot of fiefdoms and tribalism and and not just Cuban Americans but Hispanic Americans of 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 myriad flags. You know, and and nobody likes to be identified as Hispanic. They like. Cuban, Dominican, Puerto Rican, Guatemalan, Mexican, you know, very specific, a, very, a lot of pride 
Um, and that's the case in the Haitian American community, the Bahamian community, the African American community. And there is tension, as there always has been, between the Cuban American community and the African American community. I don't know that that Manny Diaz saw a lot of success going to some of these into some of these schools that Howard Schnellenberger went, that uh, Jimmy Johnson went, that Butch Davis went into. I don't know that he had that that kind of success here. And it it there 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 is now more than ever in this country and in this community, the tribalism and the battle lines have been drawn deeper and darker than ever before. You know, Miami is not a melting pot. It is far more akin to a TV dinner where sometimes the peas fall into the mashed potatoes. You know, we self-segregate. So that those tensions very much exist here. It's exciting. Again, it's perfectly on brand. You want a, uh, you know, a Cuban-American, particularly one that won championships here at the University of Miami to come back. That's why I said this is a friggin' fairy tale, man. <laughs> you know, it really is. It's, am it's amazing. Uh, and even more so if he, if he wins. Um, and, and we certainly hope and, and I believe that he can. Um, but listen, it's going to be interesting to see how those tribal tensions, uh, play out. I'm very hopeful about it, but you know, you're, you're asking me my, my take on it. Miami is a, is a tense town, man. Absolutely, man. All right, Billy, you and I, I have to think, agree on this. Why are people still to this day bringing that idiotic conversation about on-campus stadiums when we all know the city of Coral Gables is never ever in a billion years look at how much the soccer team struggled on finding a place my god almighty look at what happened to the orange bowl and they built that shitty baseball park on that thing i mean billy i mean why does this convert i mean it's almost like i feel like we, we we pretend that things are can happen so easily there and we know that that is just a pipe dream that's never yeah. happening we are moving from a fairy tale into science fiction. That is that is correct. Um, yeah, listen, in Miami, we don't have reality, we have realty. Okay. That's that's the bottom line, is that is that everything here is a real estate hustle. I mean, look what happened to the Orange Bowl. So, you know, to, to bring it to bring it full circle. I mean, that was a straight up real estate hustle where the Marlins hustled the city of Miami government, Manny Diaz, in fact, senior as the mayor, they hustled the county government and they basically they stole the orange bowls and 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 demolished it. Uh, in fact, um, the you mentioned the MLS, the soccer uh, scam. This this government is ready to bend over for Beckham to do whatever they uh, what they have to do to take over the largest single largest green space and piece of publicly owned property in the city of uh, of Miami. Uh, so everything's a real estate hustle. So this is just like that. Everybody's trying to you know make make some moves and 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 create a real estate hustle in the city of Coral Gables. By the way, the mayor. Is a licensed real estate broker. <laughs> okay. He's allowed to do that. One of the commissioners in the city of Coral Gables, Michael Mena, works for this guy, Ruiz. He's Ruiz is his boss at his law firm. So, like, if anybody thinks they can, you know, pull the strings and make it happen, it's it's this guy. The problem is, as you and I both know, Coral Gables is not that town. They've allowed a lot of crazy development, but they're now fighting, they can't even build a Wawa in the city right now that that's caused like major, major battles uh, in, in the city. So no, there's not going to be a 50,000 seat football stadium in the middle of Coral Gables on a major cross across street at, on top of a public high school. It's not going to happen. 
Two last questions here for you. Billy, your your movies, I think, always brought out what that community was all about when it came to our program. I mean, I remember going into the Orange Bowl, people would give us brown paper bags with Cuban sandwiches and food in it. Coke. And cash. <laughs> oh, co- oh, Coke. I'm sorry. Okay, so I, you, okay that was for after when we went to the Fountain Blue. I'm sorry. I stepped, I stepped on your punchline, dude. I stepped on your punchline. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Listen, I, I always, I, I was going to call the U part two uh, Coker Cowboys. I got to tell you, that's the truth. And, and I, and the first time when we were making Cocaine Cowboys, everybody thought it was about uh, uh, Jimmy uh, Johnson at the Dallas Cowboys and uh, and Michael Irvin and, and everybody over there, you know. But no, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I, no, no, I no. Do, do, do you think that that program can ever want – here, this is what I think what Miami was, and I tell everyone this. That program was a program of dreams for the kids at Overtown, Liberty City, the kids who didn't have a lot. You go into Bell Glades, Billy and – I remember going to Eddie Brown's home. His parents had dirt on the ground and grass on the roof. And I'm sitting there talking to these kids and all these guys are going, Hey man, it's either this or it's nothing. This is our way out. And Miami kind of got away from that. Your movies. I thought they depict that. Do you think with this hiring, we get back to going back into those places like Woodrow Wilson, Palmetto, go into Edison, places like that, where, we gave dreams out because you know who's in there now? Clemson, Alabama, yeah. LSU. They're in there. We're at the IMG academies. We need to get back into the heart of the city. There's a lot to say about that. I mean, first and foremost, you have a guy now in Mario Cristobal who UM is in his DNA. Hurricanes football is in his DNA. He's not just a Miami guy. Like he was born and raised in Miami. He's a Miami hurricane. That's he's right. got He's got the rings to prove it. Uh, he's got the wounds to prove it. Um, this is a guy who w- w- is made of the legendary teams that this program still tries to survive on the fumes of now 20 plus years later. But this guy is could breathe that life uh, back into this this team potentially. And we all hear the trite saying, which which ha- happens to be true, that when the Miami Hurricanes are good, college football is better for it, right? Like it's just more exciting. The telenovela is more compelling. There's there's a good heel, right? And, and people like, you know, a good villain in the game. So it makes it all better for everyone. You know, FSU UM should be prime time every damn year. I mean, you know, it's pathetic when it's not how the mighty have fallen when it's not at 3 p.m. or five, you know, whatever. But like the the um the reality here is that not only is college football though better when Miami is better taking it back to the tribalism and the divisions in this community, ethnically, ideologically, uh, when Miami is good, the commu- it's better for the community. People come together and it's different than when the heat are good, which is still exciting, but like a professional team, which is the you know professional sports franchise are the toys of billionaires and millionaires. When you have a bunch of kids and well, amateur, I'm using air quotes, amateur sports, there's a right, there's a different energy about it when people come together in a community and rally around a group of young people who are trying to make their lives and their families' lives better. Um, there's just a different energy and excitement about that. So when Miami, the Miami Hurricanes are better, Miami is better, and we are better, and we treat each other better, and we just come together in a way that I don't know that there's anything else that 
that we get behind collectively, like, uh, well, legalizing mar medical marijuana. I think oh, nearly 70% of Floridians agreed on that. We don't agree, 70% of Floridians don't agree on anything, but we agreed on that. And I think like Miami, you can't get 70% of Miamians to agree on anything other than we love the Miami Hurricanes and we love when they win. And to your point about a stadium, we don't need an on-campus stadium. We don't need a little Havana stadium. We don't need a Coral Gable stadium if they just win. That Notre Dame game years ago at Joe Robbie Stadium, now Hard Rock Stadium, was as electrifying a college football environment that I've ever seen since the Orange Bowl. So if the team has a product on the field that people in this town can be proud of and excited about, they'll make the great schlep, they'll go to, to that stadium, and it'll be a thrilling experience. Finally here, um, can you imagine my group with this new nil law that they have on the books, I'd have a pizza. <laughs> hey, 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 Billy, I'd have a pizza chain <laughs> in South Florida. And uh, can you imagine Jerome? Holy cow, he'd oh, have man. a smokehouse in every single county that For allowed sure. it. You'd have you'd have you'd have Tebow Motors and Ministries all across Gainesville for crying out loud. I mean, get Are you out of here. lastly, let me let me, sneak that, let me sneak that in on you. Are you a fan of that new nil law for the players? It's long overdue. I mean, it just goes to show you how they've actually been stealing from you guys for generations. Um, you know, that was money that always, that, that's been on the table that always should have been available to you with effective regulations, obviously, right. with, 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 with fairness. And, and because that's the other thing, too, is it was there in, a, in, in, in an underground way. Listen, to say, you know what it is? It's like legalizing marijuana. It's like bring it up from the black market, bring it up you know, uh, 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 regulate it, tax it, legitimize it, and give the kids an opportunity to profit from their own name, image, and likeness, from their, their they break their bones and their backs and they draw blood for these, for these teams and these programs. And yes, it's an investment in themselves and their families and their futures and all that jazz, but let them have an opportunity to profit the same way that these schools are profiting from their name, uh, image and likeness. And I, I support it. Absolutely. Uh, it's long overdue. And just like I always say, if I, if I had Twitter and social media back when I was in middle school, I'd be dead or in prison right now. And I could, and I, I could tell you that, well, you came close to both, uh, but I will, I will, uh, I will, but I will tell you, man, if you, if you guys could, could, could move it from the black market or the gray market to the white market with NIL, I mean, you guys would have been to clean it up, cleaning. Uh, you would have been the kings of diamonds. All right? I only, yeah. I, I only needed Dave Hill and Monty and uh, Mr. Brandon. We were good. Hey, hey, Billy, thank you so much for doing this, man. Hey, real quick, are you got anything in the works? Well, I mean, right now, as you know, uh, you can check out Cocaine Cowboys, the Kings yep. of Miami. It's our our latest uh, doc mini series uh, now streaming on Netflix, and of course, Screwball. Uh, is there as well, which is a lot of fun about A-Rod and the, uh, the biogenesis steroid scandal in our home, right at the University of Miami, right in uh, in, in beautiful uh, Coral Gables. Uh, maybe they'll knock down biogenesis and build a stadium uh, there on Alhambra, Alhambra Circle and US-1 uh, <laughs> over there. But yeah, ch check out Screwball and uh, Cocaine Cowboys, the Kings of Miami on Netflix. And hit me up on uh, on the Twitter machine. Very cool. Billy, thank you, my friend. Thanks, Ed. Anytime. Okay. You got it. That's my boy, Billy Corbin. We'll take a quick timeout. Get right back to you. Who wins tonight's Monday night game? Patriots or Bills? We'll do it next.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Dan Cilio. You know, you, you know, I'll say this to you. I just saw a really great quote. By the way, please, guys, do me a favor. Okay, hit the like button. We really appreciate it when you guys do that. Thank you so much. I know, you know, usually you hear music on the way back in. It's all good. Don't worry about it. We'll make our own music here. You know, you know, it, it, it's, it's Miami, Bama. Miami and Bama. Just think about it for a minute, okay? <laughs> Bama, Miami. Who's Bama? Nobody wants to live in Tuscaloosa. I just saw something really great, though. I loved, and I don't know who just said this, but let me ask you this. What quarterback best is fitted for Nick Sirianni's style of coaching? That was a great take. I'm sorry I don't remember the name. Guys, that's a great topic. Jeff says, I say Jalen, I would rather have the best run game with Jalen's potential as long as he gets better 
You can do anything from there. Go birds. By the way, thank you, Jeff. Jeff, it's also about the coach. He's a training wheels coach too. He's a first year dude. Andrew, thank you, man. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate it. James, thank you. I say Jalen would rather have the best run game with that potential. Absolutely. He was fantastic. He was. Victor Sirianni thought he would have Carson Wentz. So the answer would be Minshew. Victor, he never thought he was going to have Carson Wentz because we had Frank Reich on the show, and they were doing the whole move to move Wentz, and he was never going to be on that roster, and Sirianni knew that. Sirianni knew that. Roll Tide says you can't put Miami and Bama in the same sentence. Bama, number one yesterday. Number one, Bama. Oh, my God, what I love to have played a couple games against them dudes with Jim Kelly as our quarterback. Oh, that would have been great. I'd like to have had that little shot. Michael Irvin, you know, Andre Johnson. Yeah, I'd love to have played them with Jerome and all them dudes. Oh, yeah. That would have been some fun. Let's go play 60. Let's go. Absolutely, man. They have a hell of an offensive line. But, again, what's, what system really you think fits – um, what, what, what system fits that particular head coach? What system that Sirianni puts out there? Gardner Mitchell was insane, but it was the Jets. Sirianni wants a Justin Herbert or a Bryce Young. Lamar, Bryce Young's a baller. Kid won the Heisman Trophy over the weekend. I don't think it's close. Kenny Pickett. That's Xander's boy. Oh, man, this guy Pickett looks great. I'm like, okay, I'll take Jalen. <laughs> he goes, I hate Kenny Pickett. <laughs> he goes, you didn't think he looked good? No, I didn't. I th- how about this, that fake slide, though? They'll address that. Do you see that fake slide in that uh, ACC championship game? You won't be doing that. I can't wait to see the money that Bryce Young makes next year. Holy shit. This guy's going to win the Heisman in a national championship. Going into it. Oh, hey, guys, wait a minute. So you're Bryce Young going into your sophomore year. You're on campus. You make $2 million a year. You've got a Heisman trophy. You got a national championship. I'd be walking around like this. How you doing? It's Big Sills. <laughs> Why don't you come over to my lair? You 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 mean your room? No no no. I've got a home that it, actually Coach Saban's is a neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Damn, Xander. See, this is what Xander wants to do. He wants to keep Jalen, and he wants to save all the draft choices to get uh, Bryce Young as a Philadelphia Eagle. It's not a bad thought process. He goes like this. Let's just suck for a couple years here or kind of float around here mediocrity until we get a shot at Bryce Young. Let's just put everything in and push all our chips in on that kid. Isn't that kid a junior version of Lamar Jackson, but more accurate? That kid is some, some – 
Hey, Dev, it's the Bama show. Well, get used to it, man. But then again, Georgia, Alabama. <laughs> you, you see everybody hoping and praying that Michigan shows up. You think Michigan could show up? Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think Georgia's going to show up? I don't know. They didn't show up against Alabama. They got their ass kicked in. I told everyone, too. I go, don't let Bama get up on it. And by the way, Georgia had a 10 up the – do you know what the most – I'll tell you this. The most disappointing thing, if you're a Georgia guy, you had a 10-point lead on them. You had a 10-point lead on them, and they came roaring back on you. And they blew you out. They put 41 on you. Dude, you're walking out of that stadium going, holy shit. Holy shit. We got our ass handed to us. Jesus, criminy, man. Hey, we're working on Seth Joyner for tomorrow. We're going to get his thoughts, too. So, hey, thank you guys so much, man. You guys were spectacular. Please hit the like button. If you missed any of our guests, the legendary uh, film director, Billy Corbin, was on with us just a couple minutes ago. I loved having him on. He's a dear friend of mine. Went to school with me. Um, I love that he was sporting to you also. It was really great. First hour, we had our friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. So please, if you missed any of that, please share, like it, like we said. You guys have been just fantastic. I can't thank you guys enough. It is a bye week. We're also going to try to catch up with Doc Walker again, part of the broadcast team for the Washington Redskins. So we'll get his spin. Washington's playing great football. This is going to be a barn burner, in my opinion, Eagles in Washington when we come out of the out of the bye week, it's going to be awful big, man. I'm telling you, this is going to be the game of the year, okay, for both football teams. Both football teams need that game. All right. I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you so much. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern. Catch you on the flip side. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.